0: Of the mm. Tensor Town Two T T T. <laughs> we're keeping it up with y'all. We're staying consistent as yes. we usually do. Yeah. And we're bring you another educational episode to teach y'all a little something, something. Yep. Because uh, why not learn a little something something while you okay. in quarantine? And you may not be in quarantine anymore, because I heard on the East Coast they live. So. <laughs> You know, hey. but for the rest of us motherfuckers, mm. you mm-hmm. know, learn a little something, something while you got the time. Okay. So we're going to start with our usual, would you rather, mm-hmm. would you rather travel the world for a year, all expenses paid mm. or have 40,000 to spend on whatever you want?
1: Excuse me. Ooh, that's tough.
0: Both good things. It's either you want money or you want experience. Yeah.
1: Damn. That's hard. Um. Ooh, damn. All expenses paid. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I like, mean, that's a dream
0: come true. I'm picking. I'm
1: gonna be at all the Hill 10s. I'm gonna be at all the um <laughs> I'm be at that luxury suite talking about ditties in there. Not today's not. <laughs> <laughs> Get up out, my suite. Thank you. <laughs> um, ooh, that's hard. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Well, see, if it's in the time of COVID, do I really want to be traveling all over the place? So okay. Without the time of COVID. Okay, okay. Without that, I would I would pick the all expenses paid travel. I would pick that. It's it's hurting me right now because I'm like forty thousand dollars in your savings, girl. Woo! That would be, but I was like, you know what? If you travel around the world, see things, I think it'll help me like have a better global perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I can ch- chain, turn those experiences into um, good writing stories. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I can get that money back when I sell it to Hollywood. <laughs> that's yeah. the overall plan. But yeah, I, I and that's one of the things that COVID, I miss traveling so, so much. And it can get so expensive. But if you play it right, you know, every month in a different place. And you get them all-inclusive deals, child. Hmm. oh I would be oh I would be living it up but yeah so that's what I would I would do the travel for for a year hopefully I have to take some folks with me but yeah what about you
0: yeah I would definitely do the travel because I mm. think that stuff that's just priceless you know yeah. so
1: yeah
0: it's definitely priceless so I would do it yeah, I feel like I would come back like a new bitch if I had been all over all <laughs> yeah. over like the world, yeah. the world? okay yeah. like I would come back and then I would just yeah I'll be a new bitch and I feel like I would make money I mean I can make money talking about how I travel the world for free you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like start a YouTube channel some shit and then make that little 4,000 come on
1: through that you know oh yeah that's smart that's smart
0: so i would flip my experience because it's something not not everybody gets to do so people want to hear about it so find a way to i can write a book shit you know and make some off after that so Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like experience is more priceless than munchies yeah because you can always make monies off of experience i feel like
1: yeah big facts if that's the case shoot, turn that into a whole show baby Follow me, right? You,
0: <laughs> like, I could, I could have vlogged my whole thing, and make my own yo. reality show about every place I visited, like, mm. you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was a tough one, but I prefer experience over Monty.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm down with that. All right, so moving on, we're gonna hit you uh with the next segment, and um, it's called "No Better, Do Better." And so we just, you know, find some. It can either be in the segment we talk about things that we've come up with, that we've learned um, each week in terms to help us write better or anything motivating so that we can do better as storytellers, as human beings in general. Sometimes we need to just encourage one another get our mind right, especially since 2020 is some bullshit. (laughs) I'm like, my God, (laughs) like woo child the stories we be telling our um the next generation will be wow it'll be it'll be it'll be something for sure so um you know i turn to i mean most of the time when i need inspiration like i just turn to black women who are in the game killing it um because truly we're gods honestly um Truly. So I found this quote from uh, Viola Davis. Um, She shared it with the world um, on essence.com in 2015. Again, we do not deserve her, but I'm grateful for her. And for me, it was just a reminder um, in terms of like, you know, what I came here to LA to do, which is to write. And sometimes when we're bogged down in the minutia of life and the hardship of life, like we can lose sight of that. And I just, I just tell on myself, I can lose sight of that myself um so yeah so here's here's the quote that um she uh blessed us with it says you can't shine if you have two lines in the background as a bus driver you can only shine if you've if you're included in the narrative and narrative starts when you put pen to paper and you use your imagination you just tell a story that's all you do you tell a story Mm -hmm. you don't put any boundaries on it it's infinite and that's the only way you can do what you what we do um is that people use their imaginations so that we can be included in it right and so it's a very simple i mean it's a it's kind of a longer quote but it's 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 simple and straight to the point and it's just like child Tell your story. Like, don't put don't put any labels on it, any boundaries on it. Now, as writers, we're constantly like trying to fix and tailor and change, and that's all a part of the writing process. But it all starts with writing and telling the story you want to tell, and it's just as simple as that. And I know for me. Um, I don't know if y'all are into astrology, but I'm a Virgo, it's Virgo season, Uh, um, and I tend to (laughs) overthink a lot, (laughs) I overthink, I second-guess, I doubt, I, you know, am constantly sort of my own worst critic, and, you know, this was a friendly reminder, it's just like, you know, keep it simple, (laughs) write your story, don't put any limits on it, tell it the way you want to tell it, and then, you know, the writing process will be what it is, but at the end of the day tell your story because you know i'm sure you know viola now in her career she could play whatever character she wants but before it was just you know Mm -hmm. slave tales and you know (laughs) hell you know it's just like just slug like (laughs) you know like you know why can't viola Davis be a robot. Why can't she be, you know, uh, you know, a pixie fairy in a far far away land? Why can't she be, you know what I mean? Why not we we write things why can't she just be, you know, a regular, you know, mother of three with a fun story to tell about her kids? Like why can't there just be stories that highlight us in a way that's just not, you know, you know, placating on our oppression or whatever, right? Like why can't it be a wide range of stories for us and so in order for that to happen we as the writers the storytellers we got to put that pen to paper and not overthink and just put the people that we want in there and have make our shit no matter what um, and it's that simple it can be that scary i think that's what you know for me the overthinking that's where it comes from you know it comes from a lot of fear and doubt and all that stuff but at the end of the day you know For me, I just write through it. You just got to write through the fear (laughs) and just keep going, you know? And for some people, they could push that aside and all that. Whatever your process is, just tell your story. And Thank you, Viola Davis, for the friendly reminder because, cha, whoo, sometimes you can lose sight of it, you know? You really
0: can, cha. You really can. Mm -hmm. Righty then so moving straight into news for this week
1: hey. starting
0: off with something i saw all over social media um a story that was very i don't know i've seen a lot of different opinions about it but Ooh. i'm just gonna give y'all the fix and then y'all can form your own opinion because that's what y'all should be doing anyway let's go so there's a show called Made by Maddie that was on Nickelodeon, had a black femme in it. Dad had dreads. Mom had natural hair. Baby had natural hair. And apparently it was removed um, from Nickelodeon's schedule because people were saying that it was like hair love. Oh, the so, short film. Yes. Okay. They said it was like hair love. Matthew A. Cherry's Oscar winning short mm-hmm. hair love. Um... So, yeah, social media, I'm guessing Black Twitter said that it was very similar to Hair Love. Mm-hmm. Um, Nickelodeon, and this is from Shadow and Act, Nickelodeon actually sent a statement to Shadow and Act. Okay, Shadow and Act getting direct Quotes <laughs> and um yes. they said that Made by Maddie is a show we acquired several years ago from Silvergate Media, a renowned production company we have previously worked with on our other series. Since announcing the show's premiere date this week, we have been listening closely to the commentary, criticism, and concern coming from both viewers and members of the creative community. In response and out of respect to all voices in the conversation. We are removing the show from our schedule as we gather, garner further insight into the creative journey of the show. We are grateful to Silvergate Media for all of their work, and we hold Matthew A. Cherry and the wonderful and inspiring hair love in the highest regard. Mm. Um, So if you guys have never heard of Made by Maddie, which I've never heard of Made by Maddie, it is a preschool show about an eight-year-old. Eight-year-old girl who uses her fashion sense and design ingenuity to solve problems. Silvergate Media has been working on the series the last five years and throughout the production Mm. has taken steps to ensure a diverse production team and an appropriate voice cast lending their expertise and talent. As creators ourselves, we have the utmost respect and admiration for um Matthew A. Cherry and here love and our hope is that when people watch our show they will see its own story with its own mm. adventures mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's created by Paula Rosenthal who I believe is a white woman white
1: um, did she do Doc McStuffins because there was a white lady who did. I looked that up don't worry about that really she did Doc McStuffins yeah well I'm, I'm double checking but I know a white lady did uh, create Doc McStuffins dang
0: i heard i heard on the instagram that she was a white woman
1: Yeah.
0: um so we're gonna go with
1: that um, okay it's a different white lady so the lady who uh did doc mcstuffins uh she's the creator of the show her name is chris knee n-e-e, mm. N-E-E. Mm. Mm-hmm. so it's not the same creator go ahead i'm sorry about that
0: no well, we gotta i'm trying to get a picture of paul rosenthal but she, no existence of or no pictures of her exist on the google interesting okay um, that's kind of weird but I heard from um, a script consultant that she was a white woman so okay let's um, she- okay so um a white woman created the made by Maddie show mm. and um, Matthew a love is a black guy who created um Hello. hair love and yeah so once uh the the trailer dropped the girls. Went crazy, and they said it's too similar to yeah. Hair Love. But I've heard Black folks say that it's not similar, mm. and um, it's just another case of people saying that Black folks, you know, look alike or we have the same story, blah blah. When it's actually yeah. two different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have not, haven't seen the trailer to The Made by Maddie, so mm-hmm. um yeah, I actually haven't seen the trailer, but I'm guessing people. I feel like I would be one of those people. Like, I don't. I don't think it's similar. I think people are saying that because the dad has dreads, yeah, and it's a little girl with natural hair. But like, yeah, black daddies have be having dreads. That so, happens, and little, little <laughs> girls have natural hair. So if y'all are basing our similarities off of that, yeah, that's a little weird. Like, yeah. just because they look the same, they black shit. I mean, we all yeah. all look the same, but. Just because we they're both black families, don't mean it's the same. But I like I said, I would have to watch the Made by Maddie, um, trailer to see, um, my opinion. But anyways, if it is biting off Matthew A Cherry, then I ain't fucking with
1: it. So yeah, I think um, I think you're right. I think there has to. It seems like I don't know when Michael Cherry started working on Hair Love, but it seems like. Maddie, the made by Maddie was in the works before we were privy to, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. His, his work, which it's not, I mean, it's not uncommon, um, to have stories that are similar. His was a short, short film, which won Mm -hmm. a well-deserved Oscar. And this will be a series. So, you know, a lot of times, especially with, um, different genres, like there are similar stories that come out, but they're still, fairly different um and it seems like she's in this maddie she'll, she'll be doing fashion and you know going through the daily lessons and whatever they're teaching the kids whereas hair love was specifically about a father trying to do his daughter's hair and which was mm-hmm. so touching that's why i got so much it's so beautiful it was so cute um so yeah i mean i i don't have a problem with it. my only issue is when they started and you know it would be the legal shit, like when did you register? When did you, you know what I mean? When did you put yeah. in, like, all that shit? But I don't have a problem with it. I think it would be great. I mean, my only issue is like, okay, how many black people are behind and creating the show? Are we putting money in their, you know, pockets? Are we, you know? I mean, you know,
0: they, they know? said they said uh Nickelodeon said it was a diverse, diverse um whatever the fuck they said it yes. somewhere in this statement. No, yeah, <laughs> it was a diverse. People work production team mm-hmm. and an appropriate appropriate voice cast, meaning mm-hmm. that they have black people for the voice cast, is what I'm guessing they're saying. Yeah, because it's yeah. come out that other shows have white people voicing black characters. Like you can not give it to a black person shit. Please, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, they said it was diverse, but all right. I would, say, I would have to watch it for
1: myself, but yeah. they they
0: done pulled it now, so yeah, they definitely know, but,
1: pulled it. I think they. I mean. If they, I, I think they should have just moved forward with it, just kept their statement like, Hey, this is what we, you know, this is what we're going to yeah. push through. And, you know, hopefully yeah. we'll be able to, you know, honor the story and we, you know, we like Mike Cherry. So I think, I don't think they should have pulled it, but I think, you know, yeah. Black Twitter is a very strong voice. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I actually think it would been cool to see a little Black girl doing fashion because I would have loved that. Like I to talk about. about another news story the fashion industry is very like racist in itself and very diverse so it would have been cool yep. to see a little black baby doing some fashion you know mm-hmm. um but okay I mean okay. if y'all y'all said what y'all said y'all got that shit pulled on so <laughs> okay. shout out to y'all mm-hmm. um I'm scared of y'all child I ain't gonna fuck with y'all <laughs> 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 alright so uh next so next we're gonna be talking about black emperor of broadway Mm. the story of broadway's first black Leading Man is coming soon. Ooh, Ooh. interesting! Exciting. Interesting. So mm-hmm. it'll be available soon on DVD and VOD, which is video on demand. Okay. Um, it stars Sean Parks and will come to all the all the things for all the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so y'all know, so because I want y'all to purchase, it will come to iTunes, Google Play, Xbox, Vudu, Amazon, Fandango Now, and cable affiliates September fifteenth and God DVD damn. October sixth. So you have no. Re- done okay watch they got okay. the
1: distribution deal
0: together sweetie okay. <laughs> we're not okay. fucking with y'all we got, got a whole list don't play games <laughs> um so it also stars liza well who was if i remember correctly she's from gilmore girls Okay. She played paris um what's her name that paris girl mm. um john heasley nick moron naija okoro and directed by arthur egeli focuses on charles Giplin, who was cast by eugene o'neill as the lead in o'neill's play the emperor jones the play made giplin gilpin sorry one of the brightest stars of the 1920s so the actual synopsis is um based on a true story charles l s gilpin was the first african-american dramatic star in a lead role in a stage play during a time where roles of color were previously played by white men in blackface Ooh, so mm. he was truly iconic okay mm-hmm. iconic. as gilpin rose to fame and recognition tens- tensions were high be- between he and playwright eugene o'neill mm. which ultimately led to parting ways though gilpin's name is etched in broadway's history forever wow that sounds dope. I hadn't, I mean, I didn't never heard of this guy. I've I'm never heard of a Broadway of him person, but he really paved the way, it yeah. seems. Um, yeah, so that sounds 1920s. like a really amazing thing. You guys should actually look up Charles S. Gilpin, G I L P I N, and look a little bit into his history because he deserves
1: his flowers. 100%. Um, and I'm wondering and watch if. The film. Yeah he passed it says that he passed away in 1930 i'm wondering if he crossed paths with josephine baker because i know at that time mm. she was i mean i mean iconic period but um he might have he might not have crossed paths with her as much since she started i think getting really popular in the 20s into the 30s and stuff um mm. but I, you know i have to double check that but that's that's amazing
0: yeah so the award winning film was honored at the kansas city Film Festival for Best Narrative Feature. Oh, and good. it's also been screened at the Greenwich International Film Festival, Brooklyn International Film Festival, Macon Film Festival, and the Harlem International Film Festival. So it's already won awards, has been at all the film festivals, huntees, mm-hmm. and you can pre order it at Apple. Nice. There's a link in the Shadow and Act article. So okay. pre order, gals. Like I yeah. said, there's no excuse. Um, it's definitely a story that needs to be told, and I'm glad that that's finally being told i mean 100%. i had not heard of any other projects about mr gilpin so um shout out to them for telling mm-hmm. his story as it's it amazing that is actually mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so next so i have seen this story all over the gram the girls oh, are taking it and running with it wendy oh williams lifetime biopic tax sierra payton two star. So, as y'all know, Wendy Williams loved to do a damn biopic on Lifetime and make it <laughs> trash. She um, was behind that horrific Aaliyah biopic that came out a couple years ago. You Wendy even see Williams that. Was the reason, huh? I didn't even see that because oh, it just was
1: like, that.
0: no. It was horrific. No. And disgusting and. Um, How y'all do Aaliyah like that? It has gone on. to air, but it went to air because Wendy Williams, she gonna do whatever she wanna do it in the day chat. So, um, yeah, she is going to be having her own biopic on Lifetime, and it is going to be called, wait for it, <clears throat> is the working title, Wendy Williams, The Hot Topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> She definitely got her hands all over, it, child. Okay.
0: She is um so Sierra Payton, who is one of the stars of Tyler Perry's show, The Oval on BT, which I don't watch, but
1: I hope um, it's they well. have a
0: little comparison picture. She kind of looked like uh Wendy Williams, okay. A little bit, okay, like Wendy Williams' uh little sister or something. Okay. Um, Morocco Omari will play her ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, who actually is an asshole. Um mm darren grant is the director lee davenport and Scarlett Lacey wrote the script shout out to them for writing this script because it sounds like oof um uh, the movie will debut in 2021 accompanied by a feature-length documentary on williams wow okay well, you know cement your legacy child okay uh Might do it um i guess mm. you got a story to tell um wow. while telling everybody's business um tell your story
1: sis so, all of it if you if you spilling the tea on everybody else girl you better spill don't. it i want don't, all the tea on your life all of I it all of it okay How? i need all the tea. no because i yeah all i of the tea because if she does she be going into people's lives but when it comes to her life she always wants to like be the hush hush
0: and right stuff.
1: and it's like sis first of all her glow up well done madam like i'm glad Mm -hmm. you trashed whatever husband you had that kept cheating on you i just i just remember seeing uh, photos of her uh with a you know a young um thing um living her best Mm -hmm. life and i'm like show them we need to see more of that (laughs) like Mm -hmm. more of you winning yes let's do that as opposed to like expose trying to expose everybody else and like you know sometimes we just want to see people win we don't want to like i know i'm more interested in wendy's overcoming story but you can't have an overcoming story if you're trying to paint it as if you didn't overcome nothing like
0: exactly
1: let's you know let's do it but yeah all right well well done child okay
0: yeah so um i guess i can read y'all the official description (laughs) (laughs) it just feel like it's gonna make me laugh um talk show host wendy williams executive produces the biopic on her life um revealing the highs and lows she experienced throughout the years so okay i guess she's gonna get into a little a little juicy stuff get into wendy has made herself the go-to source for great celebrity dish on her hit talk show the wendy williams show but recently the spotlight has turned towards her okay Mm -hmm. the authorized project okay it's authorized provides a revealing look at wendy's journey from her scrappy upstart days in urban radio to the success of her own syndicated talk show Despite all the naysayers and obstacles Wendy encountered throughout her life, her strength and determination have allowed her to thrive. Okay, girl. Yeah. Um. All right. So it's produced by Front Street for Lifetime. Executive produced by Williams, Will Packer. Okay. Okay. And Sheila, Sheila Duxworth, who did Soul Food and Ambitions. Um. Okay. Darren Grant will direct from a script written by Leigh Davenport who I guess wrote on Run the World and Boomerang and Scarlet Lacey, who has written on Magnum P.I. and The Royals. Mm. So, okay. All right. Um, all right. So I don't know. Oh, 2021, if you're interested, that's next year. Okay. It will be on The Lifetime along with her feature length documentary on her life so she is like I am gonna spread it all out there for y'all and um I will be watching because I want to know what the fuck happened (laughs) okay
1: I'm like okay I want
0: I want want the hot topic
1: okay oh Whitney and you know Lifetime even though it has a reputation of like messing up I mean, I'm sure Aaliyah, oh And I was not a fan of the the Whitney Houston one. I was like, oh child. Y'all oh yeah. Yeah,
0: the Whitney Houston one. They did a Britney Spears one. That was horrific. Oh like, my god. Why did they they it's like they know they're known for making these shitty these shitty uh, biopics and they continue to do it. Yeah. The only
1: good one that I heard had good reviews was uh the, the Clark Sisters one. Oh yeah, that one everyone was was everyone liked was, that, that one. one. But I'm I like all the rest of them. Juicy. Like, Jesus. Yeah. And you know what? I the difference is these people were alive. So, mm. the Clark sisters and Wendy Williams are here to be like, hey, hey, girls, no, no, and no, we're gonna do it like this, which is my hope. And then, of course, the people who pass away, unfortunately, they're just like, well, who gonna say this? Who gonna say that? And then you end up with like, ooh, yikes, material. But okay, child, Wendy, uh, you know solidify your legacy child go ahead um do your thing you know it's coming out so yeah I want the tea so I'm 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 gonna be um sipping my tea watching it um with uh Corey hopefully in person
0: (laughs) how you doing girl Mm -hmm.
1: let's get (laughs) Mm -hmm. let's get
0: this foolishness let's go (laughs) let's get it yeah so (laughs) Yeah, I'm very excited to uh, see what, what went on. Hopefully, I
1: remember by next year. About. Right. <laughs> Woo. And it's, it's no shade on Wendy. It's just so much has happened. Yeah. Like, we're going to need a reminder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to need a reminder. Like, mm-hmm.
0: it takes you that long to make a movie about your life, girl, because it, it seemed like the rest of these lifetime movies just be thrown together. They be popping out. They be like, oh, okay, boop, there it is. Right? But I love me a good lifetime thriller, even though I know exactly what's going to happen at every every beat point I know because they're like, so predictable. It, but and I it's love addictive. It's so I addictive. Know. It's like, damn it. Got me. so bad shit. they're fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> the hell with them. All right. <laughs> so next one, um, the gals will probably like this one. Netflix mm. introduces free, no subscription required tier with select titles. Oops. So okay, y'all get a free option. I'm gonna have to do that because the uh, is tired uh, of for Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Houseway, let us know. Corey, so how they doing this? They're giving
0: um, some of their most popular assets for free viewing without having a paid Netflix account. Um, so this is supposed to be enticing newcomers to the platform. I didn't even know there was any people who didn't have Netflix. Uh, but I guess they're trying to get some of the older crowd in there because I know my mama did not believe in Netflix and <laughs> um for the longest up until like it's not real she didn't believe until netflix up until the Ooh. beginning of this year so I she thought it. anything on netflix was like really low budget <laughs> and to her cable was like high budget and netflix was like this ghetto low budget type of situation i'm like girl they're you, out here winning awards right i'm like you your mom was like no stay consistent. i'm happy to get you hit. <laughs> So now she is hip to Netflix because she was so cable, cable, cable. And that was like mm-hmm. the only thing that existed to her. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they're trying to grab people like her um, to the platform mm-hmm. or other people. I, I just don't know who In doesn't have Netflix she. at this point. Yeah. But or
1: is on somebody I, else's account. Like,
0: yeah. Yep, that's true. Um, so you can watch When They See Us. Mm. appreciate that yes stranger amen. things appreciate um it. the two popes bird box which was a mm. hit yeah well, elite love is blind and grace is frankie grace and frankie okay oh okay. so they're just giving away some of their netflix so netflix yep. originals that you can only watch through netflix they're giving them away for free okay um so they can they can show the girls this is what netflix produces this is what we put some out and shit. you can only watch this oh, on shit. netflix yeah so I don't know how long this is gonna be, but mm-hmm. I would say if you don't have Netflix and you haven't seen these things already, mm-hmm. um, get on it. Yeah. And watch them. And I a see they have the wide stuff.
1: range too. So it's like they have mm-hmm. something from Ava that's heavy and dramatic, but they also have the Stranger Things, which is like some suspense and thriller. And they got the drama and then Love is Blind. If you want that reality TV show, because when I when I tell you I binge watch that shit, that shit was I was in it. Like. Mm-hmm. And then Grace and Frankie is hilarious. So yeah, I think they're trying to get a wide swath out. They they need to go ahead and release the circle out there, too. Yeah that that, that show was good. Just the because <laughs> so then then you yeah, get these so, hooked. <laughs> like, yes, mm-hmm.
0: so That's like their only. They started doing reality TV this year, and they only mm-hmm. have a few. And it's like each reality show they put out was like a hit. Yep. Like Netflix just has the sauce. They have they the really formula. Do. I don't. I don't understand
1: it. Yeah, and even I some of their. their- they should add a little bit of, listen to me, I'm like, let me send a letter now. You really want to grab them? Put out some of your comedy specials. Because they paid, like, Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. like, so much to do his specials. Even though I'm not a fan of all of them. But it's like, if y'all got them heavy, hit, you know, mm-hmm. put a l- add a little bit of the um, comedy specials and, you know, um, and nailed it. Because that'll be, these people have kids. Oh, I love me some nailed it. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it works so well. <laughs>
0: I'm like, right what? it's so dumb but that would literally be me on there trying to <laughs> bake a damn cake and damn let me see how i can get on there because <laughs> i'm like uh oh, that would be hilarious trying to have watch me bake a fucking cake like that shabu <laughs> boo a disaster okay. <laughs> um but yeah nails it, is good so yes. hopefully they have they'll increase that mm-hmm. or they're just trying to get the gals a little bit at a time because yeah, the goal is to get them to convert to actual paid um, subscriptions. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Either way, I'm here for it. Mm. Nobody else is doing it. So Netflix, say we got enough money. We can, we can let y'all watch these for free. Yeah. <laughs> we we got billions of dollars. Fuck that. We can let y'all watch these little shows for free. And they give you so, the good uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they give me all the heavy hidden stuff. Okay. So, I'm going <laughs> to take advantage if you ain't Netflix. Go ahead. I don't know Please. how you survived this long without it, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. So funny. next one is um about our king, our wakandan King, mm-hmm. Chadwick Bozeman, rest, yes. rest his soul. His agent out. has finally mm-hmm. broken his silence on his client's death. Mm-hmm. And in an article for the Hollywood Reporter, he revealed a very um Chadwick Bozeman type fact about him, something that I am so happy to have heard. Mm-hmm. He said how Bozeman has always stressed choosing roles that gave back to Black America, which we talked about in our tribute to him. He's very intentional Mm. with the roles that he chose, which we loved him for. Mm. Um, His conviction also led him to turn down roles he felt weren't aligned with his mission, Mm. including a role in a slavery film with Tessa Thompson, Mm. who was also one of um, his agent's clients at the time. Mm. So I'm just going to read the quote from him. He said, I remember him and Tessa were offered a role, it was about two slaves, and he was like, Chadwick was like, I do not want to perpetuate slavery. It was like, so he like saying was like, um, this is a direct <laughs> quote from the from the agent. <laughs> um, so Chadwick said, we're not going to keep perpetuating the stereotypes, and um, that's why he wanted to only, that's why Chadwick only wanted to portray men of strength and character. So, Mm. wow. Mm. So Green talked about, so his agent talked about how Chadwick handled his roles of real life people with extreme care. Mm -hmm. He said that Chadwick was offered the role of James Brown and still wanted to test for it. And everyone was like, what you talking about? (laughs) I'm offering it to you. Mm -hmm. And Chadwick was like, no. I want to make sure that you all think that I can do this because I have to do my own dancing. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, they saw a tape and everyone was like, oh yeah, Chadwick. <laughs> you be your ass, be, your ass, yes, just be James Brown. <laughs> so um, Chadwick said that he wanted to talk to James Brown's family, um, Before I think before he did it. Mm-hmm. And before he did Marshall, which is where he portrayed Thurgood Marshall, he mm-hmm. had to talk to John Marshall, who was Thurgood Marshall's son. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was dark-skinned and he didn't want a lot of controversy, mm-hmm. Chad wanted to make sure that um, Thurgood Marshall's son was okay about that. Mm-hmm. That's that's smart. He yeah. said that his son wrote a letter that he'd be honored to have Chadwick portray his father. Oh, That's beautiful. Yeah. That is oh
1: it's so weird Mm -hmm. oh that is really sweet and intentional and like again a testament to him and like understanding like our history and our understanding you know what i mean like there's colorism in our community so he wants to Mm -hmm. make sure that the family is okay with you know and seeing their father you know what I mean? Like you're about to see someone portray your family member on screen. It's important that you get that blessing, whether it's just about the aesthetic or it's about the acting skills or picking up what you know his his isms and how he was. So shout out to Chadwick for being intentional, mm-hmm. you know, and rest in power. but yeah, being intentional and, and really and really doing the work to really do justice to the characters that he 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 portrayed
0: facts Mm -hmm. and then he has um another quote where he talks about so we talked about how Chadwick and Michael B. Jordan were both on All My Children and Chadwick Mm -hmm. got fired Mm -hmm. um and then Michael B. Jordan replaced him and his agent talks about and I think we touched on this he um stopped doing All My Children because after the first script Mm -hmm. they said okay so your next script your mom's gonna be a crackhead and your daddy left y'all <laughs> and Chadwick said I'm not I'm not playing those images and he went into the writer's room and they fired him um because Chadwick was like deuces the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what can you know I'm gonna be a crackhead and my daddy left like okay the, y'all the y'all, y'all are ghetto y'all are the ghetto ones for that
1: so um I feel like that's the most common shit that all black actors begin. They be like, "Really? Really only the drug dealer this time? Fine." So just right? slavery to um, a drug dealer. Got to be on wow. that pipe Like,
0: come on. <laughs> um yeah, so <laughs> Oh my god. So awful. I just this is so, uh, it's just, it's just so ridiculous. We, I'm sorry. Whew. Yeah, so, go ahead. It's ridiculous. So he said Chadwick was always about bringing light and that's Mm -hmm. why he never really did dark movies or movies Mm -hmm. that were just people shooting everybody Mm -hmm. and perpetuating darkness. Mm -hmm. He accomplished so much and all while he was fighting the darkness, literally until the last couple of days of his life, he was Mm -hmm. fighting it. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Chadwick. If you want to read his agent's full remembrance, it's on the Hollywood Reporter. Um, the agent's name is Michael Green, Green with the E. So if you just type in, like, Michael Green, tribute Shoot Chadwick up. Bozeman, you'll find it on Highwood Reporter. Okay. I'm sure it's very beautiful because I'm sure he's very close with this agent, as he would be. Mm-hmm. And um, his agent probably has some really beautiful stories to share of Chadwick mm-hmm. if you are interested. I'm probably going to read it because I yeah. am still not over and will not absolutely right over not. it. So yeah. um, I'll read it on my own time. Hopefully, I'll read it, too. Mm-hmm. So, last news story is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle inked Netflix deal to produce inspirational series, films, and more. Well, go so ahead. I support this is how,
1: it. Support this is it. How
0: Meghan Markle. She done married this man and made him completely just. She made him drop the damn royal family. She said, Come on. I'm fucking up hundreds of F- years of tradition. And I am.
1: I. Sis. J- this- <laughs> hand clap hand clap because they they put her through some shit over in the uk unnecessary mm-hmm. racist ass shit so she was like you know i'm taking my baby and i'm taking my man and we're going to the united states and we're about to drop mm-hmm. we're about to make this coin <laughs> okay come on She you know fucked up hundreds of years
0: of tradition within a matter of maybe a year or two and i'm all for it sis
1: <laughs> go for it so
0: um yeah so they are going to be producing Um, with this deal. It's a multi-year deal and they're going to be producing documentaries, docu-series, feature films, scripted shows and children's programming. Um, So in their statement, they said, our lives both independent of each other and as a couple have allowed us to understand the power of the human spirit Mm -hmm. of courage, resilience, and the need for connection. Through our work with diverse communities and their environments um, to shining a light on people and causes around the world, our focus will be on creating content that informs, but also gives hope. Mm -hmm. As new parents, making inspirational family programming is also important to us as is powerful storytelling through a truthful and relatable lens. We are pleased to work with Ted and the team at Netflix, whose unprecedented reach Will help us share impactful content that unlocks action. Hmm. So, yeah. So Ted Netflix, who is the co-chief executive and chief content officer, whatever the hell that title mm. is. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> says, what the fuck is that? Okay. Okay. Um, so he did a statement about acquiring them. I'm basically all he sees is money signs. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna read his little statement because. I'm sure he only cares about the dollars mm-hmm. um but okay so yeah they are going to be producing shit on Netflix mm-hmm. and um yeah so I guess they are really out of the world family because I know if you're in the world family you can't be doing shit like that mm-hmm. so they have officially said deuces to y'all yeah. and we gonna get this Netflix monty, and I'm yeah. fine with it Yep, and I, I think they idea. got cut off from the World Family money, which they yeah. wanted to do. Yeah, they so, were like, keep your
1: keep your coins. We'll make our own. <laughs> I was right? like, well,
0: they're <laughs> making their own coins, and I'm not scared of that. Shout out to her. I, she really does. switch shit up. I'm not and mad. And she said,
1: you know what? This nigga come with me. Okay? Period. <laughs> like, he need to change his last name. He said. need to be Prince ha- Harry Markle is what he <laughs> fitting to change. <laughs> fuck that. Like, what the, the fuck you thought? He said, I'm the queen, bitch. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Period. Coming with me. Period. Because Harry is bringing his ass over hither. Okay. She was like, I was working before I met him. Mm Working. So, Mm -hmm. have you seen suits? Hit show. (laughs) Only. I don't know if you saw. You think I did it before? I can do it again. Don't play with me, my friend. One of my good friends is Serena Williams. What are we talking about? Like, stop. Like, we're doing this. (laughs) So goodbye. It just ever came to my wedding. Okay. Who brought you the um choir
0: who? Who, who 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 made that who made gave you the lydia's of lydia's ways like if y'all ever seen that little crusty ass church <laughs> that little stuffy ass church no ma'am mm-hmm. and no sir
1: no so <laughs> i know they mad too because they finna now now the world's gonna see their stuff on netflix child the whole world gonna mm-hmm. see their content sis i know you're mad i know you're mad. Yep
0: and they still they still doing uh gonna produce inspirational stuff which is good they're not gonna be doing anything trashy or
1: That's you know they're
0: still keeping the good image which is mm-hmm. good so they say we can make our own money while inspiring the world so shout out to them i mean i mean yes yeah, this she really did damn thing in my opinion
1: mm-hmm.
0: she said i'm fucking this shit all the way up like stuff like this has not happened in hundreds of years of mm-hmm. the royal family so hey mm-hmm. do it sis i'm all for Period. it shoot, <laughs> shoot. and with that the news is done child it is yes this story is good stories
1: coming out so okay. hopefully y'all y'all look into all the stuff we talked about yes and with that we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with the main segment yes y'all we are back Yay! and this portion of the podcast we're gonna do the main segment um for those of you who are new to the podcast in our main segment sometimes we talk about educational tips in terms of screenwriting and helping us Mm -hmm. write sometimes we do a movie review sometimes we do interviews or sometimes we read scripts that we kind of um You know, learn something from or just like the scene from so this week we'll be doing an educational one and um, I found this excuse me y'all so i found this on uh, screencraft.org it's a great organization they have a lot of resources they're really known for their competitions Mm. and in fact they have a a tv pilot competition registration is ending soon i believe it ends on september 15th so we'll add that resource to you but they're really good and they do a lot of um over the pandemic but i think they did this before in like in-person form so they had a lot of panels Mm. And so, um, now they're doing it via Zoom, which has been really amazing. I wasn't able to attend uh, this Zoom, but they had one where they talked about how to write TV Bibles and treatment. So, um, since they, um, if you've missed it, don't worry, cause I missed it too. They have an article here. It was written on September 1st and it was by Sean Forno and they in their newsletter and everything sign up for the newsletter if you haven't they share sort of the tips that come out of these panel uh zoom sessions that they bring professionals to talk about specific things so again this one was about writing tv bibles and treatment so if you don't if you're not familiar with what that is don't worry we're going to get into it and also we'll share the link because here in uh screencraft org you can see the recorded zoom session of the professionals talking about it and they did an article outlining some of the tips that they give so we're going to do an outline of the article and the tips that they gave in terms of writing a uh treatment and um a tv bible and we go they go through the differences and everything so we're going to take you through real short again we're going to have the link they have the session up um, and they have this uh, extra resources so they've been really helpful Uh, especially with a lot of the resource tools and a lot of, um, yeah, just dropping knowledge left and right. So really appreciate what ScreenCraft is doing. So the first thing you need to know, um, first, um, within the actual uh, Zoom that they had, they had um, some industry folks. So the first they had Rachel Feldman, and she actually won the 2019 ScreenCraft TV pilot um, winner. So she went through, she entered, and she entered a script, and last year she won. So shout out to Rachel. Um, they also had Crystal Holt. Uh, She's the director of development and scripted programming at AMC networks. They had Sean E. Couch or Crouch, excuse me. He's a TV writer, creator and showrunner. Some of this stuff has been on Amazon, Fox, CBS, and they had David Noller, who's executive producer, TV writer and director. His stuff has appeared on HBO stars and Fox television. Now, um, they brought these people together because they, number one, have put together some of these documents and have read some of these documents, depending on if they were on the network side or if they're the creative side most creators are whenever you write your your script which is great to have um and it's good to have a very good pilot script um, there are other documents that accompany it when you are selling or pitching or getting a network to uh do your pilot right to give you money to go off and do your pilot <clears throat> last time we had an educational one we were talking about what you needed like packaging the people that you needed to be along with it and how hard it is to push through whether you have the d- director whether you have the showrunner, whether you have timing all that stuff <clears throat> this time we're going to talk about the actual documents particularly in the world of a uh, tv series that help get your um television pilot um not only into the room but like to captivate the audience that will put it together. So they give about, I believe eight, let me get it together, yes, they give eight tips. We're gonna go through them quickly. And I think a lot of them have really, really great, like, um, they just have great things to share with us, okay? So the first tip that they share with us in this article is learn the difference between a TV Bible, a treatment, a pitch deck, and a lookbook. I'm gonna say it again. Learn the difference between a TV Bible treatment, pitch deck, and a lookbook. Now, if you don't know the difference, they outline it here in the article. So I'm going to go through. So according to this article, a Bible, a TV Bible is a kind of guiding star that summarizes everything about the show as concisely as possible. If an exec reads your show Bible, you should know exactly what kind of show you're pitching, right? And so there are great examples. I think there's also an article where they have like a list of show uh, Bibles that you should look out for examples, but a lot of times it has a synopsis. It has a list of um, other episodes outlined so that not only do you have the pilot, but they can see uh, the longevity of the show, How? what's the series engine, what's going to keep stories coming and keep going and going and going within your world. It explains what your world is. Is it a sci-fi? Is it a comedy? Is it, you know, a drama? It explains the tone. It is the overall, like, just like the Bible, the Bible. Like, if we know exactly what's going to happen with this show. So that's the Bible. Then we have um, a treatment. A treatment, according to this article, is a prose document that retells the story of the pilot script. This allows executive in a rush to recap their memory of your pilot script or to get a quick impression of the story. So this is not something that's long, but it outlines where your story is going. So if they're on the run, they could just have uh, one to two, maybe one to two pages, quick sentences of, oh, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Okay, I got it right something quick and easy Mm -hmm. they can take and go now a lookbook uh, is a visual document that uses images to relay the feeling and the tone of the show right usually this involves using pictures from the internet or from other shows right so um, let's take for instance a lookbook for gray's anatomy is going to look different for a lookbook for lovecraft country right it's gonna look there's Mm. a different vibe one is present day one is um back in i believe 1950s 1960s right so the look is gonna be different one has fantastical elements in it one has very realistic dramatic elements in it so they're gonna look different one is set in seattle (laughs) one is set um i believe uh upstate like uh, new england type area, or I could be wrong, but I only watched two episodes because the shit scared me, Love half Country, but it's a very good show if you're into that stuff, so it'll give a different look and a vibe, Um, even if you want to go, like a lookbook for uh, Game of Thrones is going to look different from a lookbook from, you know, The Oval, (laughs) you know, from the Tyler Perry production, it's just going to look different, and you're going to see visually what people will be seeing when we're watching this, and they give examples of that. And then a pitch deck, according to this article, uh, will, will often be interchangeable with the Bible. So it's usually a combination of the Bible, the treatment, and the lookbook into one single document. If the Bible, the treatment, and the lookbook are the individual cards, the pitch deck is your whole hand, right? So the pitch deck is uh, visual, unlike the treatment, but it will have elements of the treatment, it might have a slide saying, here's where the story's gonna go, right? It will have images from the lookbook, right? It'll have the synopsis from the Bible, and it'll sort of be this visual um, sort of presentation. A lot of times the um, pitch deck will come with you giving a presentation to the executives, and you can go go through that with a guide, at least that's what I've, I've seen in the industry. So those are the the differences, sort of the, you know, short overview of the differences between the Bible, the treatment, the lookbook, and and the pitch decks. Now, the second tip that they say is learn how to structure your TV Bible, right? So from the uh, actual um, panel that they shared, uh, Sean uh, Crouch um, shared that a very useful way to structure your show Bible is basically to start with a teaser, Bridge the teaser into an explanation of the world of the show, then bring in the characters, followed by what those characters will do in the pilot, and then concluding by teasing what future seasons and arcs would look like. While it isn't gospel, there are many different ways to structure it, that's a good way of uh storytelling, quite frankly. You kind of give a whole overview of what you're looking into. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say what he, he suggested again. Um, you start the Bible with a teaser you bridge the teaser into the explanation of the world of the show. Then you bring in the characters, followed by what those characters will do in the plot, and conclude by teasing what future seasons and arcs would look like right so you already have them hooked with the whole story it's important i think a lot uh, when i went back to school they said it's important that they see where where this if it's a series they have to be able to see that it can be serial that it's not just a movie that you ended it you have to make sure there's something that keeps it going in this world so that people Mm -hmm. can come back and want to follow those characters and see what's happening right so um Yeah, I think that's a great summary and very helpful. Um, And I'll try and find the link for you guys too for other examples that they give of TV Bibles. So that way you can see like, sometimes people go with different structures and different views. So that way you can see like, okay, if it's mine, I might wanna do it this way instead of that way, or I might wanna keep this and keep that and understand the general um, outline of it. So number three, um, they say perfect your log line. This is imperative, and a log line is the one sentence that um, lets people know what your story is about. They can be tricky, because a lot of people feel like they're easy, or it's just one sentence, but a lot of times we're trying to include so many different things about our show that it can be very wordy. But the idea for your log line is that it is a simple sentence. When people read it, they know what they're about to get into. Um, So here they say, um the single sentence description of your show is a is about can pretty much make or break your your chances of a successful pitch um in fact uh someone on the panel her name is crystal holt she's a producer and development executive said the log line is the first thing i can say no to so this means that if your log line isn't up to par it ruins even getting the greatest pitch so making sure that your log line is on point is imperative now for me personally i've seen some log lines that have been some le poo poo and that has been somehow turned into television greatness or not so great with several seasons um so i agree i think unfortunately for unknown up-and-coming writers you have to make sure your shit is on point until you can build a a reputation of someone who can just well no you know this is an awful log line, they'd be like, that's wonderful, that's great, I want to see your stuff, you know, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's just me, because I've seen some really, you know, bad log lines from prominent writers, and it seems like they have no problem being made, but again, you know, we're not going to compare, we're just going to make sure our log lines are immaculate, so that we have every chance of getting our shit made, Um, and also even if we're making it ourselves, our log lines are gonna be on point. So amen and hallelujah. So uh, the the fourth um, description or um, advice that they give us is if you're gonna do a lookbook, it has to be visually stunning. Okay, you can't be piecing together some, you know, Ugly shit and just calling it a lookbook now. So, while we don't need, while generally we don't need a graphic designer to make a Bible treatment or even a pitch deck, there's no excuse for visual sloppiness in the lookbook. And this, of course, is according to the article that I'm reading here. After all, TV is a visual medium, so making your lookbook visually cohesive and appealing is vital. Um, consider hiring a graphic designer to help craft the lookbook with a unique visual identity that'll stick in the executive's head make it look premium deliberate and professional so again once you you just want to put an impressive showing to them whether it's your bible whether it's your treatment whether it's whatever you want to make it look good as possible that it will stand out above uh the crowd because um it's a competitive industry a lot of people have great ideas so in order to go above and beyond and make sure your shit looks good uh, some of us have you know i know we don't have a lot of resources like i don't have that much money to be hiring a graphic designer, but, you know, there are tools, there's Canva, there's, you know, you might have a, a friend's network that maybe you won't pay them as much, but you can pay, you know, what you can or set up whatever payment plan or whatever to actually get that look. Um, because, you know, you're playing with the big boys here. And so to create that look and to really impress them and get those executives, you have to show them something they've never seen before or something that just looks so good that they, they can't say no. Um, so yeah. you're going to use a lookbook which you know definitely advise you to do make sure it looks good so that it really represents your show the way you want it to and that you're selling it correctly too um so yeah number five research other tv bibles so um again i'll share a link i'm pretty sure it's on a screencraft that they have a link of like tv bibles that you should read and get and look at but um according to the article while it's easier to wing it researching the bibles of other successful shows could be the difference between success and failure take careful note of how they describe their show remember your bible isn't a technical manual it's a work of literature paint a picture with your words thrill your audience make them excited to invest in your show so yeah the same effort that we put in our scripts making them on point we have to do them with the materials that we are going to sell this with because this is the first thing that they see oftentimes sometimes some executives don't even read your pilot they just because they don't have time they're like okay give me the treatment okay girl bye um okay give me the deck you know because they see something visual they get it they can run with it and if you can sell it on that sometimes they just have the deck and it's just like okay now i'm going to read the script because now now i'm interested now i want to see if the pilot looked good so it all depends on um who you're you're selling it to but it's important that you know if you're going to do tv bibles it's not just like oh i'm just going willy-nilly uh no you gotta be i mean you gotta be intentional you have to be purposeful um and it has it has to look good it has to look professional so make sure you do the research to see what other successful bibles look like how they approached it and also the language you don't want it to be monotone right you want it to be fun you want it to be easily readable you know what i mean i mean for me i'd be putting way too many words and stuff so you know i'm gonna need one of my editing friends to be like hey girl this whole paragraph can be one (laughs) sentence and you can move on i promise you and that's just with me some people are different some people are like they just put one. You know, one word sentences and they like, hey, you know, you can't just say no and yes every 10 seconds. You gotta, you gotta explain what what you're talking about here. And it's, it makes sense because a lot of us can be very fatigued after we've put all this energy into the script and making it pretty. Now you got to put all this energy into this other stuff to make it work and pretty, but you gotta um, You know, stay encouraged. Keep, you know, keep fighting the good fight and be excited about creating the materials that could sell your bomb ass show like period, you know what I mean. So The next um, tip that they give us is set set out on firm legal ground. This is very important. So I'm just going to read this straight up. So when you're making any of these documents, you will likely use images from the Internet. Uh, Rachel Feldman, as I said before, she was the uh, 2019 winner of the uh, TV pilot contest for uh, screen screencraft um, she made the point to clarify that using images like this is okay because you will not sell the pitch you're selling the story right however if you're pitching an animated show and you've hired an animator to draw the concept art then you must pay them no questions asked and i think that makes sense because what you're doing is asking them to create uh, your world however you know there's labor involved number one and there's also licensing Right. So if they're creating the image, you got to make sure you own that image for you to be able to to use it or. They own your shit if you're not paying. them. <laughs> so you got to mm-hmm. make sure like make sure you dot those I's and cross those T's and make sure that you're not out here pitching something um, and selling, especially if it's animated, because it'll literally be the like the look of the show then you gotta make sure you pay them that you have you have the license to that style and all that stuff. And that you can like really pitch the way you want it to be pitched. Um, you know, there are signature animation style. If we remember Rugrats, is different from what you know. Rocco's Modern Life looked like is yeah. different from what you know. Doug looked like. You know what I mean. So even though those are you know '90s references, there are styles that these people create to keep you know people in the world that they're in. Bob's Burgers is different from Simpsons. I love Bob's Burgers. Everybody. Shout out to Bob's Burgers it's coming back. <laughs> but you know, again, um, and even if even if you're doing something in live action and you want to use animation, make sure you pay the person regardless because you want it to look a certain way pay your people so you don't have any issues to come bite you in the ass later on because we're going to speak life when that th- that movie is picked up and that person was not mm-hmm. paid that somehow they always find a way to find you child. especially if you already <laughs> find you and you know there's always something so make sure you you are on good legal ground so you're, you don't have another headache you have to worry about when you're actually making your show uh number seven uh get creative in the age of zoom so i'm just gonna read this straight up from um because i think they worded it well um in the age of covid all pitches are done over zoom or other video calling platforms for all we know this could be the way of the world for a long time so you should get familiar with the platform and how to use it to your advantage some writers have crafted a 20 minute long 20 minute long videos with sleek production values to make the pitch while others like Sean Crouch on the panel has used zoom to put on slideshows with more than a hundred images to accompany his pitch. Uh, we're in, okay. we're in this new frontier of pitching. So get creative with how you're um, you could, you know, use the platform and it could, it could yield dividends. So again, can- Sean E Crouch was on the panel that ScreenCraft uh Screencraft put together and um yeah you can you can use zoom in many different ways um even not in presentations i've seen people you know play with the background a little bit so you can even put your world up and you know really make it look professional and show show the executives your work so just play around with it i know that technology is not my um it's not my ministry so uh (laughs) i'ma play around with it for a long time um before i um you know, present anything, but it's good for us to mm-hmm. understand what we can do, how we can do it, and, um, you know, connect with your um, technology-blessed friends who can help you, <laughs> teach you the way, because I'm going to need some somebody to, t- to help me. Mm-hmm. But it's important that we keep that in mind and um, how you present the kind of medium that they're getting it in is changing the way you're going to be pitching. So it's good to practice and it's good to get familiar with that and do some creative things and make sure it works because them technical difficulties, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. explosions. and they don't get no kind of none of that stuff. It's like, child, don't set yourself right. up. The explosion is like
0: two seconds late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now for the explosion. <laughs> and they hear pew, 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 pew. It's like, nope, that's not that's not correct. So yeah, (laughs) make sure, make sure you know those things. And then the last, last thing I think is probably one of the best um, advice in terms of helping you pitch and and sell your TV pilot and um, your Bible treatment, all of that stuff. Um, Lean into your joy. So basically when you are presenting your show, they have to know that you're passionate about it. A lot of times, like your energy, like you don't have to be fake about it, but just in your own way, show why you are passionate about your project. Cause you're not only selling this show, but you, I'm assuming you want to be a part of creating this show. So now they're looking at you to be like, okay, it's a great idea, but do we wanna work with you? Does this person come off um, competent? Do they come off passionate? Do, are they someone we wanna work with? Are they coming off a little creepy and weird or whatever? Like Weird isn't bad, but like in this industry, it, it, you cannot do anything by yourself. It's always with a team. And if they don't like you and they don't wanna work with you, They'll work with somebody else, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, we got to make sure that we are absolutely showing the reason why we care about this project. Because that's a lot of time, that love for your project and that determination and that resilience, that's what's going to push you through finishing the project. Because just as we mm-hmm. shared a couple of weeks ago. You know, anything can happen with these projects, you know, schedules are misaligned. Somebody drops out. Now you got to get a good person in there. In order to have that fortitude, you got to really believe in your project and be willing to like push it forward. And these executives know that. They know at each different turn of the way, it could be it could be dry. It we just saw a little Maddie, uh, whatever um Corey was talking about. They were like, girl, it's similar to this. We're gonna drop it now. And it's like, well, goddamn, you know what I mean? Like right, anything, dang. <laughs> anything could happen. So make sure you have passion when you are selling it. Make sure that it's genuine because they can tell, and they can tell when you're not excited about it. If you get that opportunity to be in Next. the room and it's a good idea, and it's like, mm, she's not feeling it, then. What's the point of moving forward? Because it's just so much work. It's so much work. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So again, uh, we'll make sure to have this link in there, and I'm just gonna go over it real quick. But the first uh, lesson that they share with us: learn the difference between a TV Bible, a treatment pitch deck, and a lookbook. Uh, two: learn how to structure your TV Bible. Three: perfect your log line. Four: the lookbook has to be visually stunning. Uh, Five, research other TV Bibles. Six, set out um, on firm legal ground. Seven, get creative in the age of Zoom. And eight, lean into your joy. So... Um, I'm sure there's so many more tips that a lot of the professionals can um, share with you. Again, we'll share the link uh, to the ScreenCraft um, article. Um, It has um, a link within the article if you want to watch the actual Zoom that they shared their tips with. I'm sure you'll get a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, go off in a write those tv bibles and treatments and look books and all that beautiful stuff so our stuff can be made our stuff can be made Mm -hmm. period (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: I'm all for the stuff being made
1: okay
0: yeah please um look at that link and get your shit together because these things are like we talked about are probably looked at more than actual scripts get looked at. So definitely get your shit together when it comes to these. I mean, I've even heard of people, um, they'll sell a screenplay or they'll sell an idea just off of the, the Bible or the treatment without have, without ever having even written the public script yet. They'll sell the damn idea off of, um, just a treatment or a Bible. And then they can write the script later. So these things are important. And get get your shit together. Mm -hmm. I think a good I don't know if it was a treatment or a bible that I saw was the one for Stranger Things before it became Stranger Things. So it used to be called Mon Talk.
1: Yep, I saw that. And they changed
0: it Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. and it's like a it looks like a Stephen King novel. Like it's very visually stunning and nice and. Um, if you want an idea of how to make one like that, then you can just look up like Stranger Things Bible or mm-hmm. treatment pitch deck, and yep. it's a. I think it's like the one of the best examples I've seen recently. Agreed. So look that up. But thank you, Judith, for those tips. Absolutely, I will definitely be using some of that. Actually, once we, <laughs> yeah, you know, too. Call my ass <laughs> I'm
1: looking at it, like okay. <laughs> my <two> together, child. <laughs> Me too, child. <laughs> Me too, child.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, we can get straight into our last segment, which is our Nigga That You Should Know segment. Yes. And I will start with Miss Journey Smollett. So, Eve. this woman has been acting since she was a little girl. A baby, baby. I remember seeing her in Eve's Bayou mm-hmm. um, when I was young. And I thought she just did so amazing as a child. She's very talented yep. um, as a child actress. And... She has been killing the game for a little minute. So I just Mm want to read a article that Shadow and Act did about her. Mm -hmm. um, And it's five times Journey Smollett proved she is a queen of Black historical projects. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So I definitely agree with this. She has been killing the game. Since she was a child, like I said, and she definitely loves to be in, like, Black historical Mm -hmm. type of movies that um, are very essential, I think, to Mm -hmm. the culture and very essential to history. So, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that she um, can be intentional with the roles that she chooses as well. So, shout out to her. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just going to do, read some of the articles that she's done. or read some of the projects that she's done off this article. You can also catch her in Lovecraft Country, which I think Judith mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, which is on HBO now. It's good. And it is um, set in the civil rights era. And um, I think it's like a horror shit type mm-hmm. shit too, right? Yep. I have watched it because it does look scary, but I love scary shit, but I have to get mm-hmm. my HBO um, subscription back. So <laughs> once I get that back, I will definitely... Give Lovecraft Country a whirl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, starting with uh Eve's Body, which I talked about, was her mm-hmm. breakout role. Um, so what I liked about this movie is it showed um an elite Creole community in 1960s, Ay. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So her dad was a doctor, even though he was fucking around, but her <laughs> daddy was a doctor. Um, and they dressed, you know, really nice. They were very clean cut. It showed kind of, you know, like I said, elite um, Creole Louisiana peeps back in the 60s. So it showed, I think it showed Black people in a very educated light, mm-hmm. in a very um, um, kind of more elevated light, but also they were also human, um, mm-hmm. as we all are. So that's why we loved that about the movie and kind of the time that it portrayed. She was also in Selma, Lord Selma, which was a DV, a DV, a Disney TV film. Mm-hmm. So it detailed a young girl's dream to follow in Martin Luther King's footsteps after hearing one of his speeches. So that's actually a really nice movie to be in as a child. Mm-hmm. So um shout out to her for having I've never heard of that but Wait, I'm definitely going to try to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um maybe it's on Disney Plus since it was a D- Disney TV film. It's called Selma Lord Selma. So that sounds like something as a child that's very inspirational to see um as a kid watching stuff like that. So she was also in The Great Debaters which came out mm-hmm. in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about a debate team who challenged Harvard, proving that black students were just as smart as their white counterparts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was her bridge from being a childhood actor into a more mature path as an adult in the industry. And like Mm -hmm. I said, being very intentional with her roles. Um, and also showing, you know, Black folks in good light, as we should be shown. She was also an Underground, which the girls loved. Mm-hmm. It was a good it show. Was, yeah. It was a good show. It was yeah. on WGN America, which I don't even know if that's a
1: uh, network anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's... I don't know if it's with us anymore. But yeah, it was originally on there. And I think there was a, like... Uh, they were trying to get it back on another network. But I don't know if it ever came back.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the girls ever achieved that. But... Um, underground so it was it was about obviously racist ass America Mm -hmm. but it provided a new fresh and sobering look at slavery Mm -hmm. so she played Rosalie a woman who was determined to earn her freedom by escaping to the north Mm -hmm. so this is a very loved show very important show and like I said she continued to be intentional when choosing to appear in this show Mm -hmm. and then now brings us to Lovecraft Country on HBO, like we said. I didn't know that um, Jordan Peele was a producer. Mm-hmm. Okay, shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is apparently playing a heroine in this civil rights um, era show, but it's also very like
1: hoary yeah. and a little bit scary. It has some um, magical elements in it too. It's it's kind it's kind of wild. <laughs> it's kind of okay. wild. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love
0: it. I'm into mm-hmm. it. And like I said, I'll be um definitely watching that when i can but mm-hmm. i also like that it's set in civil rights era so we're also getting some history we're also getting some empowerment we're also getting you know some some black folks um just black folk magic i believe um with this show so shout out to her and yeah i mean i could go over her biography but her her body of work speaks for itself Period. And this, is, this is all that she's done but throughout the years I've seen her acting um I do know that she's very intentional and that's one of the things I do love about her is she she always does projects like these where she's um giving the girls a history lesson on on black folks and what we've been through and also showing black women in really good really good portrayals and really, a really good light. So shout out to Staring Smollett. Hopefully she continues to do that with the career. I don't see her stopping anytime soon. Okay.
1: And uh, watch Lovecraft Country on HBO. Yes. Watch it. Watch it. And for me, because I'm so scared, I'm such a scary person. It just, it's crazy. Although it's a very good show, her outfits I want each and every one of her outfits. They are really cute. In fact, Corey, Mm -hmm. when you when you when you get the chance, I would love your opinion on some of the like the vintage. Like I'm like sis, I love it. I love it so much. I was like, I need that outfit. I need that. Now you know. Now I'm in there for real, real. Mm -hmm. So I'ma share, I, I, I'm sure they have images, so I'll, I'll share some images with you and then get yes. you And you No, I think it's really, really, really cute. So um, the nigga, I think you should know, um, was mentioned earlier when Corey was going through the news um, and it is actor Sean Parks. He will be uh, the lead role in the Black Emperor of Broadway. Well, he will be playing Charles S. Uh, So I wanted to just give him a shout out because I saw him in the picture and I was like, oh, who is this man? I think I've seen him in other work before. And we have. Um, So real quick, uh, this is a bio off of IMBD. Sean Parks was born in London, England on the 9th of February 1973. And he at after leaving school at 16, he enrolled in a Celtic College to study drama. And a year later, he was accepted into the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. Radha. Not the Royal. The Royal Baby. He went to the one of the big ones. And um basically it's one of UK's leading drama schools. So John is not playing around. <laughs> he went and got his education at one of the top elite schools. Um, hmm. so yeah, he is a, a UK um, yeah, he's a UK actor, but um he's also, you know, constant been on screens and um yeah, he he's been a star basically. Um he direct it was he was oh, hold on, constantly So there was a movie that they talk about, it was called Human Traffic, and that's what kind of launched his career on the big screen. It was directed by Justin Kerrigan, um, and it was starring John Sim, Lorraine uh, Pilkington, and Danny Dyer. And the film follows five friends as they spend A Lost Weekend, in a mix of music, love, and club culture. Uh, The film has become a major cult classic, influencing an entire generation of club goers and uh, setting a new standard for youth-originated comedy dramas. So Sean continued his work. Um, He's still very popular in the UK as a leading talent. Um, He's been in films like The Mummy Returns, Clubbed, and Acclaimed Notes (laughs) of a Scandal, starring Dame judy dench and kate blanchett so uh yeah he's he's been working and now we're gonna see him in this film um the black emperor of broadway and um yeah i'm sure there's other stuff that um i just haven't seen but i'm glad to see that he i mean he's been working he's been getting the checks out in these streets At and the street. um yeah i can't wait to see um this film um let's support this brother and uh yeah sean parks Um, a nigga you should know for sure so yeah that is those are our two niggas Journey Smollett and Sean Parks and with that um, yeah it's the end of the show Um, thank you you. for sticking around to the end y'all we're gonna Mm -hmm. actually um, you'll see a lot of stuff on social media that will correlate with uh, the show so we're gonna do a much more well rounded outreach on social media although Corey has been killing the game She's been doing a great job. Um, Thank you. She's gonna help and support and make sure that we uh touch all of our bases and um yeah, and that you guys get the um information that you need to continue to be amazing, amazing scriptwriters. So we all can get our shit made, we can all get our checks, and we can all fuck up Hollywood and stop giving us the same ass roles all the motherfucking time. <laughs> Um and give us some news. Let's get some new shit. Now we got every other channel and every everybody got a streaming device now. Everybody got a streaming <laughs> channel. So, you know, peacock. You know, like peacock. We got HBO Max. We have all the things. So I know y'all need the content. Um, and I know y'all are talking about Black Lives Matter and we need to diversify and whoop-de-woo and whoop hoo Well, you know what? We're coming for you. <laughs> we got stuff mm. for you and now that we got the information on how to write these tv bibles and treatments and um fuck the game up i want to hear not, not Nan the excuse Nan. <laughs> not Nan. Nan. <laughs> okay so yeah follow us on um instagram and twitter at uh town t uh we'll be posting more information in, in the description we're going to share the resources um uh, the article which is a great article so you guys can um get the information that you need Um, yeah, anything else, Corey? Am I missing anything?
0: Nope, that is it. Thank y'all for listening as Um, usual.
1: Yep, (laughs) and we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.